Hi, everyone, and welcome to this kind of reimagined version of Checked Out, the library's inaugural book podcast. It's looking a little bit different these days. Yes, exciting. It's especially different in our location. We are now <laughs> social distance podcast recording. I yes. guess is what you would call it, Jennifer. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a nice size room. We're across from each other. Six... We're we're definitely we're apart. like six and a half feet apart. We're yes. we're going. We're above definitely the protected. We both have our masks on, and so yeah, we feel good about this arrangement. We I mean, do. Yeah, it's going to be really good. We've commandeered a vacated office, and yes. so this is what podcasting at the library looks like in 2020. <laughs> yeah, we didn't kick this person out of their office. No, he he left it already. And yes. Yeah, we took it over. So. <laughs> This is the new version of Checked Out. Thank you guys so much for for tuning in and listening to us. As always, I am Alexa. You know me from past podcasts. And with me now, my new co-host, Jennifer Murphy. Hello. Now you might know me from the cooking podcast Mm -hmm. that the library has, which right now is sort of in a a hiatus. As so many things. So yeah, so I, I took over and I'm really excited to be part of this wonderful start of this new podcast world for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. So what it's going to look like from here on out, I know that Checked Out has kind of taken many forms over the, the years since we, we initially began it as part of our One Book, One Lexington program. So now Jennifer and I are just going to use it to, to chat books. Yes. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what the library looks like now, how things are going, stuff that we have been reading and enjoying, stuff that we're looking forward to, things that are going on in just the world of books and pop culture, yes. all that good stuff. So it's just going to be like a little chatty, fun podcast. And yes. hopefully we can we can keep you company for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I think we're going to talk a lot about different genres of books, mm-hmm. not just the things we like, which we'll talk a, a little bit about. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go ahead and talk about what so, you usually like to read? So of course, uh, I love to cook. And so of course, cookbooks are a big thing for me. And I will probably bring up a cookbook, probably, because <laughs> it's just part of my big pile of books that I take home every night, probably. <laughs> but I am a mystery reader. I love mysteries. I also like quirky graphic novels. I am not a big superhero, graphic novel, comic book person. You like the Lucy Nisley graphic novels. Yes. <laughs> I like something that's got some weird story and the illustrations are weird or beautiful. I like that kind of stuff. I like fiction. I am a big reader of nonfiction. I like to read true crime. And I also like to read about, I don't know, I guess you would say folklore. I like fairy tales. So I like to read stuff like that. So that's kind of where I am. But doesn't mean I don't like a good, just great written fiction book. Mm. So that's me. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of all over the place too. I I definitely love a good graphic novel. Oh yeah. Love Hawkeye. If we're I don't do much superheroes, but I do love Haw- Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. That's a good series. It's fun. Yes. It's a fun one. I love romance novels, which I've talked extensively about on this podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that about you. <laughs> Everyone should know that I really do. I'm going to be talking about some romance novels today. Don't That's you worry. That's good. You might have to educate me. Yes. Um, I, I definitely read a lot of romance novels. I love Tessa Dare. love Sarah McLean. Have a good time with those. I love literary fiction. Love me a too. good short story. Short stories, um, yes. Love Karen Russell. I love Kevin Wilson. Oh, Any sort yeah. of like contemporary magic realism southern gothic type stuff kelly link have you ever read in kelly love kelly link yes she's probably one of my favorites magic for beginners is oh my gosh that's a great book yeah kelly link is wonderful so that kind of stuff definitely read some nonfiction here or there i love a good sad memoir i've talked extensively about my love of the sad memoir on this podcast in the past as well (laughs) that's really funny set me up with a good sad love the bright hour i love uh when breath becomes air if it's gonna make me cry like yes 
Oh, love it. So good. I'm glad Um, that you're reading that, not me. (laughs) I'm happy to let you live vicariously through I can just chop onions and cry. I'll read it so you you don't have to. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at with my reading. I don't have time for much reading. I have a very small person who lives in my house who requires a lot of attention. So I read when I can. I just recently finished a romance novel, a novella, and some graphic novels. So I'm kind of kind of all over the place right now with my reading. Read what I can. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think... I think I I will say this, and I was thinking about it before we, I guess when we first started talking about doing the podcast, one of the things I noticed, and after just talking with people just during COVID, you know, texting people and just keeping up with people, I heard a lot of people tell me, you know, I just can't get into reading right now. And I think it was just, everyone was so overwhelmed with so many things. And I thought, wow, that's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. But then it did. Yeah. It did. It happened to me. Here I am off from work and I basically can't concentrate enough to read. Yeah. And it took me a little while to get myself back into reading. And I have to thank the library to get my reading back was because I got asked to do to start doing programming again for yeah. the library. And I have a mystery book club, which is in also in hiatus called Who Done It, which I miss terribly. Mm. But I brought that back and I read some Agatha Christie and she's like my spirit animal, obviously, <laughs> because I was able <laughs> to start reading again after reading a couple Agatha Christie novels. So thank you, Agatha Christie. <laughs> um, so she brought me back. Yeah. And so now I, you know, I try to read a little bit more. It's really tough though. It we, is. We are very busy yeah. at the library. Right the library now. is busy right now. And I think that escapist reading is, is really where it's at at the moment. It's really important. I yeah. Think. All of the stuff that I have been reading recently is very far from reality. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. which I think is, is necessary. I'm definitely not reading much nonfiction right now because I feel like I just don't want it. <laughs> No, I feel I feel exactly the same way. I, I think right now the things I've been concentrating on have been fun. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going to listen to something sad or weird or whatever, I'm just going to listen to a podcast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we should talk about some podcasts, too. I feel like... Yes, we definitely will be talking about that. We're both podcast people. Podcasts lately, yeah. So, yeah, like we said, this is going to be a little bit all over the place. We're going to cover a lot of topics. And yes. it's hopefully just going to be like a fun little hanging out spot for people to, to put yeah. it on and listen to. So we hope you... Enjoy it. Yes. Yes. So why don't we kick it off? We're going to start by just talking a little bit about what the library looks like right now. Yes. Because it's different and it's constantly changing. And so if you haven't been to visit us recently, it probably looks a little bit different than how you remember it. Yes, definitely. So right now, Northside was the first location to open. The arrangement of the libraries that are actually open are that your time is limited to an hour. We can only allow 20 people in the building at one time. And that's really the the thought process behind limiting the time to an hour is to really allow as many people to come in and use the library as possible. Exactly. We don't want to be like, oh, you can't come in. But we have to limit the amount of people who come in the library and the amount of time. And we do that for our safety and for yours. Mm -hmm. And so we do hope you understand that. Mm -hmm. Basically, that hour time limit is for you to browse if you need to use a computer if you need to fax something, and that's basically very limited services that we do. But we also, if you look at our website, you can do bag of books and you can do uh, questions to the librarian questions mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So we, there is ways to get help, but just be well aware that it's sort of limited in scope. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you can always put stuff on hold. We are still yes. doing curbside services at all locations. So if you're, you're not comfortable coming into the library, you yeah. definitely don't have to do that. And you can still get your materials. You can still get stuff from us. We are now currently circulating laptops as well. That's true. So if you aren't comfortable coming in and using a public computer or you know that you're going to need a computer for longer than an hour at a time, check out a laptop from us. You can put them on hold. We will bring it right out to your car curbside yep. and you can leave with the laptop that circulates just like any other material that we circulate. Yeah, so. 14, 14 days. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I know that there's, well... One laptop left at Northside. We've done a decent amount, I think. So if you not want to go to Eastside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, you can put them on hold. If your location doesn't have a laptop, we will send it to the location yeah. that you want to pick it up at. It's just like any other material. So we, yep, we will just get like you a, a laptop. <laughs> Keep that in mind yes. if you need a laptop. And we also do not have seating inside of the buildings right now, aside yeah. from at the public computer lab, but we do have outdoor seating at locations. So if you if you are looking for somewhere to come and sit and study and use some Wi-Fi, you can still do that at the library. It will just look a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you won't be in the building. Yes. You'll be outside. And you can still access the Wi-Fi. And yes. you can check out a laptop to do it now. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> that Which I think is really has been a great service yeah so i hope people take advantage i do too yes absolutely we don't want the laptops to just sit on our shelf we want you to come and get them no please take them (laughs) i want to talk about books yeah let's do it (laughs) Woo! books yay okay i'm gonna let you start okay so the three things that i have read recently and really enjoyed um and that i would love for other people to check them out because they were delightful first is a bit of an older book it's called convenience store woman by sayaka murata she's a japanese author this came out a few years ago and i picked it up because she has a new book that just released called earthlings which i'm very interested in reading after finishing convenience store woman because it was delightful. oh i think I, I i picked that book up and never got a chance to read it but yeah. it sounded really fascinating it is very short it's which I, is would, I would call nice. it a novella it's like 150 pages ish which like is good when you have some small person at home <laughs> i've been going for short stuff lately yeah it's about a woman in japan and she has always worked at a convenience store that's just what she does and there's really a lot about Japanese like culture and ideals and like what what is expected of you in in that oh. country and yeah so she, and her being female right she well that that's a little bit of it but okay. more it's just that you're not expected to work in a convenience store forever oh like, she's been there forever she's worked there since she was she's worked there for 13 years Ooh. and so she's in like her 30s now and everyone's like well when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have a kid like oh. when are you gonna get a real job this isn't a real job. But she just wants to work in a convenience She's store. like, but I love this but job. But she really, she, and it's such a cute little weird book. Okay. I'm um, sold. I'm going to read really, it I really, really enjoyed it. It's, yeah, it was wonderful. And so, yeah, her new book that just came out is called Earthlings. I know nothing about it beyond the fact that there's a little girl and a hedgehog. Like, I skimmed the description and I was like, <laughs> sold. Yes, I'll also read that. You got me, Sayaka Murata. I'm I'm in. Um, but yeah, you are I, so by the pitch, the cover. Yeah, I was like, yes, absolutely. I will read that because sometimes that does work. Woman was just wonderful. It was such a good book. The book I just finished this book last night, and it's also kind of older, but it was just re released in a new format. It used to be an ebook. It's Sleep Donation by Karen Russell. Who, oh, that's a yeah. I one of really my, love her. One oh of my, my absolute gosh. favorite authors of all time. She's delightful. She writes the weirdest. Most high concept literary stories, mostly short stories, but she does have this in Swamplandia as her other novel. My goodness, yes. Um, it's wonderful. She, she is yeah. 
really talented. She's a, she's a literal genius. She won a MacArthur Genius Grant. So oh, I, that, I did not know I'm that. totally merited in saying that. She is an actual literal genius. <laughs> Sleep Donation is a novella by her, and it's, it's illustrated, and the illustrations in it are beautiful, too. But it is set in a not-so-distant future where insomnia has infected many people in the population. And the protagonist of the story had a sister who actually passed away from insomnia, And she now spends her time, she works for a corporation called the Sleep Corps, and she goes around and gets people to donate their good sleep to these insomniacs who are suffering from lack of sleep. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. Wow, this sounds crazy good. It's really, really good. Like I said, I read it all in one day. I could not put it down. It was phenomenal. It's it's also very short. It's like 160 pages. It's a novella. But but yeah, it's wonderful. Like really good. Everything that Karen Russell writes, just the way that she uses language... I think is so it really is enjoyable to read. It's just, it's just an experience when you read a Karen Russell story. Yeah, I think it caught it really it takes you someplace. It does. Like she's really good at doing that. She's You're, amazing at world building. I mean, yes, she has short yes. stories where it's like a little boy and his father who is a minotaur. And you're just like, yes, I believe. This. Like, I believe this is really happening. I will go wherever you want to take Please me. Please take Russell. me there. Please yeah. take me there. She's she's amazing. So yeah, Sleep Donation by Karen Russell. Phenomenal. Really, really good. And then the third thing that I have read recently that I enjoyed was The Highwayman, which is the first book in the Victorian Rebel series by Kerrigan Byrne. This is like classic bodice ripper, like romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> real good it's dark though hmm. so i feel like that's kind of the twist on like the typical romance novel like where, what where does it take place well it's it's set in the the usual like london in the 1800s like okay. they go to scotland for a little bit too which I was is also say, is there scottish men it's also pretty this? typical yes the highwayman <laughs> technically is scottish all your typical stuff but it is dark there's like murder there's intrigue there's he's a robber like there's a lot of like darkness in it that you don't typically find in your traditional just fun you know victorian romance novels did it make you like want to sing adamant like stand and deliver like from that video Yes. <laughs> that's, yes, it that's did. That's all I think of when I think of that. I always think of that song. It was, it was really good. <laughs> I have the second one checked out. Now I'm I'm sold. Yes, absolutely. Take me <laughs> along for this ride, Kerrigan Burn. You're um, like, please, I love it. Well, Tessa Dare's newest book got pushed back. So I'm just like I'm desperate for a good romance novel series to read because my I've already finished the other one that I had going, which was Sarah McLean's newest series, which was delightful. Everyone should go and read it. It was really good. Yeah, anything by Sarah McLean and Tessa Dare. 10 out of 10, would recommend. But well, yeah, Kerrigan Burns great. This is the first book I read by her, but I really liked it. One of the things I thought about and when I was doing some thinking about the podcast and like we were talking about a pop cultural sort of element to mm-hmm. our podcast, one of the things, and maybe this is probably like a whole separate podcast sort of discussion, so I, I'm just going to briefly mention it and you yeah. can explain, you can tell me more about it because I'm sure you know, is this the scandal within the romance community about the racism and different things that happened within this. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So we can like delve a little bit into it. It's been a while since I... Yeah, this happened last year. Yeah, it was in 2019. I'm going to pull it up really quick. So yeah, so basically the Rita Awards were canceled. And basically the Romance Writers of America, which is the the kind of like the guild that everyone is like a member of, right, ended up apologizing because they did not include members of color and LGBTQ plus members as finalists for their 2019 Rita Awards. Basically, 
the it was like this whole big thing that had been kind of percolating for a really long time and then it ended up boiling over i see um because courtney milan who is a very famous romance novelist she is chinese american it's it's really hard to summarize yeah and i'm sorry i put you on the spot (laughs) but when you were i I know exactly what you're talking about but when you were talking about romance and then i was thinking about pop culture i i couldn't remember exactly if you were Mm -hmm. someone who read a lot of romance and then you're sitting there saying like across from me saying and i'm a big romance reader and i'm thinking i wonder what she thinks about that controversy I do think there's, I mean, like I said, this is something that you could delve into uh, yes, as a separate a, podcast. And I'm sure a lot of other book-related podcasts have talked about it. If it you just, Google just like Rita Awards controversy, yeah, you and will if you're find interested, many good write-ups on it. Yeah, and so if you're listening to us and you're like, what is that about? Yeah. And then you might find, and you might find yourself in a rabbit hole. I don't know. Yes, it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole. Like I said, it's it's been a long time yeah, coming. It, it was, and, and whenever it happened, Courtney Milan kind of like set it off with some tweets. And then, yeah, a lot of other authors came in and agreed with Courtney. Nora Roberts wrote a blog post about it. Like, right. really. Like it wasn't a little thing, like really big names in romance yeah, it, novels. That's, came out. I think that's what made me think of it was because huge names of authors, like yes. big people, in the really coming down and discussing it pretty thoroughly yes. about what they felt and and it, and it basically did boil down to yes, that people of color and members of the LGBTQ plus community were, were, were being marginalized, were being ignored. Yeah, and, definitely. And yeah. Um, and it did end up with members of the board stepping down. Yeah, which um, I think was, so. you know, sort of fresh eyes, fresh eyes people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, before we move on from this, I just want to read this quote from Nora Roberts that okay. I just found because I think it's amazing. It says, I would not be a part of this kind of discrimination against the LGBTQ community, Roberts wrote. Jesus, it's fine to have a character fall in love with a freaking vampire, but not someone of the same sex. Oh, my God. That's a really good quote from Nora Roberts. Yay. Yay, Nora that. Roberts. Yeah. Good quote. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we talked about that. Like I said, sometimes something will just pop in my head and I'll think, gosh, what do you think about that? I mean, look, if you want to get more into this, I'm happy to like re-familiarize myself with it. We can do a deep dive next time. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. People might have saying, let's move on. So we'll see. Yeah, what have you read? Let's see. I've read so many things, but I'm going to concentrate on something I just started reading because I think people will love it. And I'm not, I don't want to say too much, got too far into it because I just started it. But I think it's going to be something that people will absolutely love. And it is by Richard Osman. And it's called The Thursday Murder Club. And it's about some older people who live in assisted living who basically go to the uh, puzzle closet. It's a place that like nobody wants to go there because I think the the people who run the place basically has some kind of Japanese language class they say that's there. And so no one wants signs up for it. And this is just a ruse for them to have a space where no one will interrupt them. And they basically look at cold case files and they actually have files because we find out some things about the peop- some of these old people. And they're trying to basically solve crimes that they felt like weren't solved properly. Okay. And then they find, they stumble upon a real crime, like a crime that happens at their place. And they're going to solve it. Okay. And it is fantastic. And the people (laughs) are, the characters, I'm loving it. They're totally wonderful. Okay. So, yeah. So, if you're you're a fan of just a really well-written mystery, this is a British mystery. I was going to say, this has, like, a classic, like, Murder, She Wrote, like, cute cute little old person. Like, ding, 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 some, ding. Yeah. Murder, She Wrote, 
is real important to me. I love that series. This is like a, you know, a more high-end version of okay. Murder, She Wrote. But it has this wonderful feel. You really get to know the characters. They're really well fleshed out. Um, it's just a fun, it's just a really fun read. Okay. And you really, really should check it out. I guess you really don't need to be a mystery fan mm-hmm. to like it. I think if you just really want to see um, some really interesting characters there you go. It's just a fun read. Everyone should like it. So it's fun. Fun, fun, fun. I was thinking back, I started, I get really excited about when authors have some book that comes out and I'll think, oh my gosh, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I got to read the book and I feel bad because I want it to be like the other book that they wrote that I really liked kind of thing. Yeah, I, and, I totally know And then you mean. you're like, oh man, I'm so disappointed. But anyway, we'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to chime in on that um, <laughs> because I tried to read and I, th- I thought of you and I I don't know if you read it. Did you read The Glass Hotel? So yeah, you mentioned this. I, I have not read that yet. It has been on my to-read to list for yeah, a long time. Yeah, it was time. on mine. And it's specifically because I loved Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel so much. Yes. I loved the, that book. Yes. And so I was just going to say like sometimes when you start reading something, and you don't, I, I'm definitely going to go back and try to read this book. I kind of had to set it aside and, and I just could not get into it. Mm. I don't know what it was. And sometimes I think it's just yourself. Whatever day you sometimes started to read it. Sometimes it can be the it. wrong moment for you to start a book. Yeah. And I think I was, you know, it's like you're in a weird mood and you're like, you know, now I just can't read this. <laughs> I just can't. But anyway, so this was one of my books that I tried to read. I couldn't get into, but I would suggest reading Station Eleven by her because, oh my gosh. It's that, delightful. That book is, I still think about it. Yeah. like the, When it's over, I'm just like, I still to this day think about that book. And I think, I can't say that about a whole lot of books. I mean. If you've it, ever wanted to read a book about a traveling Shakespearean <laughs> actor group that uh, yes. tours Tur- during the apocalypse, then would highly recommend Station Eleven. I know. And you think. Who is that? Yeah, it's me so <laughs> and you. So I don't know, good. but no, really. Yeah, it's it's so so much more than that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I don't know. It remind. I think if you like shows that kind of have that. There, there was a series called The Last Ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knows that. I think it came on a couple. It's not on anymore. But that book reminded me of something a TV show that was like that on T at the time that I was reading that I was like, Oh, this kind of reminds me of this show. Can you tell me a little bit about the glass hotel? What was the premise of it? I don't I know nothing about it. I, other you know than what? Wrote it. I, I read like the first five pages and I couldn't get into it. Okay. So I really can't tell you too much about it. <laughs> okay. It basically, I, I really couldn't tell you. And that, and that maybe that's my problem. <laughs> you just didn't make it far enough. I got, a, well, five pages. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I literally read the five pages. I have very good readers comprehension. Yeah. I literally could not <laughs> answer a pop quiz about yeah, it all right well and that i'm sorry emily saying it all i don't know what happened we really love station 11 i haven't station- tried the last hotel so yes so you know maybe we'll talk it. about it later <laughs> maybe it's gonna be you know something that'll be don't discount it because what i said it's true. i just literally couldn't get into it what else have you been reading so those are my main things that I have read most recently that i really have love. you read something like me where you really wanted to get into it and you could not so I, I hesitate to even say this because this author is literally one of my all-time favorite people on the planet. And I think that it's it's like you said, it's just it was the wrong time and I just wasn't in the right place to read it. And I think that I just struggle really to get through anything heavier 
these days. Like, I really need something, like, light, very far removed from reality, very yes. short, because that is just truly all I can really deal with right now. <laughs> I, I started The Dutch House by Ann Padgett. Oh, I wanted to read that. And I'm sure that it is delightful. And I think maybe I just need to get it on audiobook and let Tom Hanks read it to me in the car, because Tom Hanks does the audiobook. Oh, wow. And I weird. think that perhaps that is my problem. It's just, like, I don't have the mental capacity right now <laughs> to get through a, a more lengthy book that has some heavier subject matter in it. Yeah. Um, that is on my, that yeah. book is on my list of books that I want to read. And Patchett has truly never written a bad book. Yeah. She's, she so is a fantastic writer. It's not that I'm saying it's a bad book. It's that I'm saying that it's the problem with, is with my brain. <laughs> and that's me. And that could be my problem with the glass. Ele- uh, I want to say the glass elevator. <laughs> like rot. I keep thinking the glass castle. <laughs> Which is also a different book. Um, we could go on for a lot of glass books. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, well, the Dutch House, I loved what I read of it. And it was just like, it, it, the due date came and I was just like, like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't finish it. I only read like a few chapters and then right. I just moved on to a romance novel because that's what my brain wants right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have time for highbrow literary content. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just a can't right I now. just need something short and weird. That's <laughs> where I'm at right now. Yes. Um, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. But I, that's, everyone should read The Dutch House because Anne Patchett is a, a geni- also a genius. And She's fantastic. Truth and Beauty by Anne Patchett is truly one of the greatest books that is ever a good, written. It's phenomenal. Commonwealth is, is wonderful. I never read that. Bel Canto, phenomenal. So good. You're the Patron like, Saint of Liars. Everything by Anne Patchett is good. You're like, if you need something to read, just pick one of her books. Yeah, and- literally just roll the dice and pick an Anne Patchett book, and it will be good. I guarantee it. Yes. And yeah. also, you give the audiobook a try, because Tom Hanks narrates it, which I just found out the other day. Which I think is interesting. Like, I don't know why I think that's odd. I don't know. She has... It's... it. From what I gathered, I don't know if she does switch perspectives, but the the protagonist in the bits that I read was a young boy. So okay. I feel like Tom Hanks is like the eternal young young boy because he was in Big. So that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's why they chose. Tom I Hanks. could see his voice being able to like pull that off, though. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like it's Tom Hanks. He can he can do anything, right? <laughs> Yeah, he'd be COVID too. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I just don't Yeah, I know. I just keep thinking about that. It's like the first big celebrity that had COVID. Yeah. Oh. The, that feels like 10 years ago. That, I know. I don't even know why. <laughs> like, it just popped my head. Yeah, it feels like a really long time ago that Tom Hanks had that. Anyway, anyway um, yeah, as we as we delve into as oh, we digress, break. maybe um, we have COVID break. Yeah, things that I'm looking forward to reading besides Earthlings by Sayaka Murata, which I already mentioned. Again, I have no idea what it's about. I just know that I loved Convenience Store Woman, and so I would like to read everything that this woman writes because she's she's great. I'm currently on the hold list for A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely pumped for that book. Can't wait until I get it. It is Naomi Novik wrote Uprooted which was probably one of my all-time favorite books. She's it's wonderful. Really oh, wonderful. Wow. Okay. It is I don't like think a, I've read anything more. Have you not? No. It is so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, now- it, it is like it's it's like grown-up Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. Um, it is, wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's very based in in like Russian and Polish folklore. It is about a young girl who lives in this town and once every oh gosh, 10 or 12 years. I don't remember how how long it is. It's a it's a good deal of time. But once every 10 or 12 years, whatever the the gap is, the dragon, who is this wizard that lives in a tower at the edge of their village and protects them from the woods, he comes down and he selects one of the girls from the village to be his apprentice. 
Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yes. It's it's really, really good. It's very steeped in like folklore, like I said. It's very magic. It's just this grumpy wizard with this girl who lives <laughs> with him, and he's mad about it. Right. Like I said, very Howl's Moving Castle. If you've seen the, seen that movie or read the book, it's, it's like a grown-up version of that. Oh. Really, really wonderful. And I love folklore. Everyone um, should read Uprooted. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know how I don't... I don't know I don't how know. you missed that one, because yeah, it won either. a lot of awards, too. Um, and then she she wrote Spinning Silver, which is a take on the Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale. Okay. Um, so that came out two years ago, last year. It came out, like, right after I had my kids, so somewhere, somewhere around there, two years ago. And then this newest book by her, A Deadly Education, it is the first in a series that she's going to be writing, and it's basically, like, dark, female-centered Harry Potter. It's how I have seen it be sold. It's it's this young girl who goes to this magic school, but it's supposed to be very, very dark and not, it's not for kids. It's an adult book. Um, So, cannot wait. Okay, I'm now, I'm completely sold. Hop on that Naomi Novik train. It's very exciting. (laughs) I sound right my alley. I don't, you know, sometimes there's just so much out there. There is a lot of, there's a lot of books out there. It's like when people talk to you about, oh, do you watch that series? And you're like, "Mm, no, I don't have time. There's so much else. There's like (laughs) That was a million shows on. I can't I know. keep up with every show. I know. Oh, um, anyway, but yeah, no, that's the, that is the thing that I'm most looking forward to. I'm I cannot wait until that hold comes in for me. Cannot wait. You're gonna be like, I got it. I, I got it. Oh, I got the golden ticket. I should just buy it, but <laughs> yeah, I probably will after I read it. That's what I did with Uprooted. I read Uprooted, and I was like, I have to buy it so that I could read it whenever I want. <laughs> You're like, I have it for myself. I need to give Naomi Novik my money because she deserves it. <laughs> that's how I felt after I read that. Hey, book. that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, it's true. So I have two books that I'm really looking forward to, and one is titled Moonflower Murders by Anthony Horowitz. This is going to be the second part of the magpie murders if you read if you read that i know all of these words and <laughs> i've never read any anthony horowitz but i know that people love that series i know that it's super popular i have been waiting for him to write another part of this story because when i first read magpie murders i absolutely was i just put the book down and said oh my gosh this is the best mystery book i have read in forever i literally said that out loud mm. it is just a phenomenal story and i just i just love it and um so i'm super 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 excited about this other book coming out also i've read several books by ruth ware i think ruth ware is pretty popular i read um, it in a dark dark wood i read that many years I, ago i read it and i i really liked it that's I, a good one yeah is i thought that, it, i think it's her first novel right it is her first yeah novel. it's really good she has a new book coming out i believe in november i am not 100 sure if it's in our catalog yet but it's called one by one and it's coming out in November. So I'm hoping that we have it in our catalog. I don't know. We'll have to check on that. But Keep it, searching uh, for it if you're yes, interested. But it yeah, will if be you're there Ruth, eventually. <laughs> yes, because Ruth Ware's gets a lot of checkouts now. Yes. But yeah, so I'm excited to see that she's got a new book coming out. I kind of discovered this book and I, I just uh, called Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. And it's, I don't want to say too much about it because I'm kind of just like literally read just a few pages of it, but it sounded so much like Alexa book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you thought that. <laughs> I literally was like, Alexa will love this book. I would and, that as the uh, highest compliment. But you said that you had read her first book yes. or this other book. And so I thought maybe yeah, people might be interested in it, but it sounds two stories in one kind of thing. It's about a, a boarding school. It starts off in 1902 and then it goes into a modern world. 
I just, I don't know. It sounds fun. Yeah. It's, and it's, it, but it's a big book though. It's big. I flipped through it and it's like 600 pages. Yeah. It's like, not a short book. No. So I don't know <laughs> if you'll have time to read it I, or not. Look, I'll, I'll persevere and I'll get through it. Yeah. But, her, her first book is called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. If anyone is familiar with that book, it was super popular at the time. I remember I was assigned to read it in grad school whenever I was going through library school. It's, it's really good. It definitely seems to not be as dark as this book. This, like, if you could see the cover that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. It's very foreboding. It has very like fancy script on the front and it's black with all of these little red bugs drawn all over it. And so these, yeah, these are bees. Like I believe they're yellow jackets. Okay. And they're, they play a big part of our story. Okay. So yeah, that's, it looks like the polar opposite of the miseducation of Cameron Bose cover. That cover is like a beautiful blue sky with a girl sitting on a hay bale and the letters are in rainbows. (laughs) It's like literally the exact opposite. Uh, yeah this does not yeah whenever i opened it and i saw what her first book was i was like wait what yeah this yeah (laughs) a bit of a departure but yeah it sounds like the content the the themes might be a little bit similar yeah is what i what i but like you know it says the the favorite meets the haunting of hill house if if you're interested in any of those things those Mm. stories you might this might be the book for you yeah yeah yeah. so because i love the haunting of hill house yeah have you watched bly manor yet I have not. Okay. I'm excited about it, though. I've heard that it's better than the first series. I haven't watched either, so I've don't heard, quote me on that. I've I've, heard I have good. heard that as well. Yeah. So I think we wanted to talk a little bit about pop culture and kind of what's happening. Now is the portion of the podcast where Jennifer and I will freak out over Allie Brosh's return. Yes. <laughs> we're, we are really, really, really excited She's about her. She's back. She's back. We're so excited. <laughs> We've been, it's been nine it's been nine years? It's, yeah, at least. Um, so so for those of you out of the loop, Allie Brosh is a very famous web comic artist. Yes. She had a blog way back in the day where she drew comics about her life, about her yes. dogs, about her as a child. Very, like, sketchily in Microsoft Paint. I'm sure that if you... My guess is probably if you've ever seen a meme of her comics, you, you're familiar with Allie Brosh. I remember her clean all the things. Yes. Like herself holding up a broom. That became a meme for a while. Yes. <laughs> These are really old memes because like I said, it's a very old web comic. But, yeah. But you've probably seen an Allie Brosh comic, even if you don't know who Allie Brosh is. Her first book of comics is called Hyperbole and a Half, which is also the name of her blog. Yes. And she is back. She for the longest time had was promising a second book promising a second book yeah. and then she just disappeared she disappeared. she disappeared off of the internet she didn't post anything for years and then all of a sudden it was like oh she's back and here's her second book yeah <laughs> and it's here i know that you know how you can be friends with people on facebook but i i've connected to her group uh that's on facebook mm-hmm. she's and, been posting updates there yeah she's been posting updates there and she's also been posting like okay this is what happened to me mm-hmm. But only of photographs. Yes. And she's been like doing very short captions for each of them. Just little things. Mm -hmm. And they're just like a town, a road, Mm -hmm. uh, like some snow. I've been looking at those too. (laughs) You're like, okay. She's great. I love that she has like (laughs) cultivated just this air of mist. And it seems like she basically just didn't do a whole lot. She just decided to go off the internet. Like there's no big secret behind it. No, I think she just was like, you know, I'm tired. She's just over it. Yeah. Which I respect. (laughs) I do respect that. That's day. impressive that you could just be as internet famous as Ali Brosh and just say, eh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done with, I'm yeah, done for right now. I'm and not doing yeah, that. Yeah, her newest book is called Solutions and Other Problems. We do have a listing for it in our catalog. It is it's, not here yet, but all the, I do believe it has been released because Jennifer owns a copy. <laughs> yes. As soon as I saw she had it, I was like, ba-ching, it's yeah. mine. She really is one of the funniest 
people, I swear. She is really, really wonderful. And it's kind of, you know, she's an odd little, she's an odd person. Mm-hmm. She tells these really odd stories about her childhood. But I, like Alex and I were talking before we recorded, I believe if, you, you know, everyone was a child mm-hmm. once. And I believe that sometimes you'll think back about what you think happened or what kind of kid you were. And you realize, oh, I was weird too. It's truly like the <laughs> weirdest, most specific stuff, but you read them and you so identify with her. Yes, you cannot help it. It is amazing. I don't want to say too much, but she, um, she has this one story about being like obsessed with her neighbor in the new book. And I'm literally watching it thinking, this is just what a three-year-old would, you know, like... Okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. They just think, they don't understand that, like, the people really live next door and mm-hmm. that, like, when you get in your car, that they actually have a home. That Because you're a kid, you have no concept of time and space or you should <laughs> you should just check it If her. you haven't read any Ali Brosh, you should. Read the first and book. Read the first book. We have it in the system. You can yes. also just go online and search for Hyperbillionaire and a Half. Her blog is still there. Yep, it's still and there. And it's glorious. <laughs> it's just and she so has funny. at least... As of the last time I looked, she has two stories, new stories on there from the book. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually get a a sort of a preview of what the book is like. Go back and read the story about her wanting to run and run around in the park whenever, (laughs) after she goes to the dentist as a child. It's my favorite one. And I talk about it. I was telling Jen before this, I, I frequently will say I can do it. I can run in the port because that's a line from that comic. (laughs) And it is just like been stuck in my brain for the last like 15 years. (laughs) After the first time I read that comic. It's so funny. Yeah, it it really is. Her, her, her little MS paint drawings are just absolutely perfect. They're delightful. It's if you didn't know, like, you would think, this is the worst drawing I've ever seen of a dog in my life. But she and this- has to just put so much work into it to make but it, it look so good <laughs> and so bad at the same time. I've never seen anybody be able to illustrate anxiety as good <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. you know, uh, or a nervous like weirdness that you kind of mm-hmm. get when you're nervous. Or, like, if you have a dog that's neurotic. Like, yes. Like, you should. Her dog comic's really funny. The one where she gives her dogs the dog IQ test. Oh, my gosh. That one's so good. Oh, my gosh. We could go on and on and on. Yeah, I could talk about Ali. We could could just make an Ali Brosh podcast. And we We do a deep dive into each and every one of her comics. Because, honestly, they're phenomenal. And everyone should read Ali Brosh. Yeah, she's hilarious. She's the best. Super, super fun. (laughs) But on another note, I also wanted to mention, just real briefly, that Louise Gluck, I don't know if I'm saying her last name wrong. I believe that's correct. I, Um, I, an expert on name pronunciation. <laughs> I think you're right. She's a poet and she won the Nobel Prize in Literature for 2020. And she won, and I'm going to quote them, for her unmistakable poetic voice that with a stir beauty makes individual existence universal. Oh, what a nice thing to say about Yes, somebody. and so we do have uh, several books of her poetry in the library. I just look her up and G-L-U-C-K Louise. And so if I just thought that was interesting that it was a female that actually <laughs> won. It's also it's also nice to see that. So I, I think it's cool to read award winners. I think that whenever yes. somebody wins the Nobel Prize, whenever somebody wins like the Booker Award, like I feel like anytime I see somebody has won yes. an award like that, I'm just like I need to check them out. Yes, that's um, an important person. Well, I like to read. I used to be a children's librarian, so I I do. I tend to find myself in the children's like, world. Like, where are the Caldecotts? Yes, and I'm going to tell you, as soon as one comes out, I always have to read it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really great. Or sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't they pick this one? You know, you always you always go back and forth. Yeah. Especially, I'm, I'm sure if you 
interview any children's library and they'll say, I don't know why that one book won. Yes, everyone always has opinions. They're always, they always have an opinion. Yeah. You know, of course, that, that, which is good. That's fine. It, usually I have found, even if I feel like I'm just like, oh, I have like no interest in that. If it won an award, like it has to have won for a reason. Yeah. And like, I think if you're, if you're looking for something to read, mm-hmm. or maybe you're trying point. to get out of the realm of maybe what you read all mm-hmm. the time and you want to like expand, that's a good way to go. It is. It's a really good way to find something in a genre that you don't typically read. I yes. know we, we talked a little bit about the Rito Awards earlier, but I mean, truly like the Rito Awards for romance, mm-hmm. you can read Nebulas and Hugos for sci-fi and fantasy. Like there's, there is an award category for every single genre of exactly. book. And Look it's at- a really good way to find what is deemed the best. Yeah, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. Or I, yeah, sometimes you'll find that they'll have the finalist or like the, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you'll find like your favorite book in that, yes. like few books that were like nominated as being, you know, they're like, oh, wow. That is what originally I was just like, oh, Uprooted won the Hugo. I should check out Uprooted. And it's truly one of the greatest books that I've ever and see, read. And look what happened. You guys, you should read Uprooted by Naomi <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> And I'm, when I say guys, I mean you, Jennifer. She's pointing. I was gonna say, I'm gonna give you. She's pointing at me. So <laughs> her finger was pointing she at me. Read uprooted. I can't believe you haven't read it. It's so good. I don't know how. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take my folklore card away, which is not good. All right. Yes. So we hope you really have enjoyed listening to us chat about books. We're hoping to do this pretty frequently yes we're gonna uh, try and get on a schedule as as we talked about earlier libraries look a little different right now so we're, we're gonna do our best to make this a regular thing yeah i don't want to throw out any dates or times or numbers no. because i don't want to hit a bit like fail immediately yeah, <laughs> we're like hey we're gonna have this many podcasts yeah. and oh and there was only one we're gonna do our best to cultivate a nice little cozy spot in the podcast world where you can just come and hopefully get some ideas learn something new yeah find something new to read yeah that's that's yeah. our goal that's really our end goal here and i guess if you have questions for us we do have on our website where you can find the checked out podcast it's just lexpublib.org slash podcasts is how you find the page with all mm-hmm. of our podcasts on it and you can click on checked out there should be a checked out like questions and comments form okay so if you have any questions for us if you just want to chat you can always fill that out and we will we will email you right back as we said at the beginning Jennifer is an adult services librarian here at Northside. I am an adult services librarian over at Eastside. So you can also just come to the buildings and we will probably be around. (laughs) You'll probably hear our voices and be like, oh, there's those girls from the podcast. (laughs) Those are the podcast people I listen to. Yeah, because we're we're pretty much always there. Oh, and something that we didn't cover at the beginning when we were talking about the new library world that we are all inhabiting is that our, our hours look a little bit different. Oh, yes, that's true. We are all, so the libraries that are currently open are open from Monday through Saturday. 11 to 6. Yeah, no Sunday No Sunday hours. anymore. We're not open until 9 anymore. So it looks a little bit different. Yes. But but we are open during that time. So we hope you come and, and visit. Yes. Uh, please come to the library. Uh, please use us. You yeah. know, I mean, we're here. We're, we, uh, we know a lot about books and computers. So we would love to help you if you <laughs> yes, have questions we do. about either of those things. <laughs> yes. So thank you again for yeah. joining in and we hope that you come back and listen to us next time. Yeah, we'll see you guys the next time. Bye. Bye.